Hello everyone. Welcome to the Let Us Lead Masterclass. I'm your host, Vishwadeep Banerjee. As a reminder to all of you, Let Us Lead believes in people's centricity and servant leadership. We are trying to build the next generation of managers and leaders here. So if you're not aligned with our mission, then please skip this and move on to other things in life. And those who are aligned with our purpose, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Let Us Lead recently ventured in the podcasting world as well. And you can find my podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Hubhopper, Acast, Breaker, and Kabri as well. All the links are given in the description below. Also note that this masterclass is following up the first time managers, a complete guide full length training course that we completed in 2021. So if you have not gone through that, then I would request you to also go through that course to learn different aspects of management just to get you going. All right, let's get started with Let Us Lead Masterclass, taking you to the next level. So today we are starting with our fourth episode of this series and we're going to discuss about how to change someone's behavior, which is one puzzle. I mean, I'm sure everyone is dying to understand. So let me start with an honest expectation here that it is extremely hard to change someone's behavior. Not that it is impossible, but very, very difficult. It takes the right situations, loads of patience, loads of hard work and focus behind one individual and of course a lot of time. And we all know that time and effort means money for the company, right? So I always believe in filtering as much as possible during the interviews, which um, normally over 90% of the companies uh, does not do since they hire uh, just to fill the slots. As long as skills matches, they think it is okay to onboard a person. The result is inviting stress for the management and the team members, and of course, uh, at the end of the day, loss for the company. Short-term benefit of quickly filling in the slots to fulfill the demands results in the long-term loss and gradually, of course, uh, erosion in the organization culture. I intend to talk about hiring in a separate episode uh, of the same series since that deserves uh, special importance. For now, let's move on. Okay, why is behavior so difficult to change? Let's try to understand that first. We can learn skills so fast, but why we cannot change our behavior so fast? What is it about behavior? What are its influencers? Broadly, we can talk about two major uh, influencing categories. One of them is environment and um, life experiences. It includes things like parenting, your uh, social status, your culture, uh, your friends, uh, generational experiences, and major world events like wars or natural calamities um, or recessions or even pandemics. All of these are powerful behavior influencers and play a major role in shaping up your behavior. So now I guess you can clearly understand why I said behavior is very, very difficult to change once formed, since it takes 10 years or 20 years or even more sometimes to form uh, a person's behavior in the first place. Now, this is simply a matter of science and biology. But even if you look at uh, our ancient spiritual wisdom of more than 5,000 years back, in India, our great saints 
have written in our holy vedas about uh, the word called manas now manas which is basically a combination of thought and mind uh, a combination of your conscious and subconscious mind it is clearly mentioned that um, within our manas thought can change direction very quickly but emotions and feelings takes longer time we all know that behavior is basically an outward expression of uh, what you think um, and feel inside so irrespective whether you look at it biologically or spiritually it is stone etched truth that your behavior will take longer time to change the second category which influences behavior is your um physical and genetic factors which includes things like your gene your age uh, health illness addictions or even medications once again all are very complicated and messy stuff you might get some good qualities of your parents through gene your behavior might change with age your health can influence your mood and thus behavior towards others an alcoholic or a drug addict can behave in a certain way you can take a pill to manage your anger or depression or even feel ecstatic so you can see how many influences are there and if you think behavior management can be compromised uh, but skills cannot be then i wish you best of luck now stating all of these i will not disappoint you uh, any further since i know a lot of you are watching this to know what or how you can change someone's behavior or at least try to change someone's behavior at work i wanted at first to uh, make you all understand why it is difficult to change someone's behavior does that mean we cannot do anything nothing at all no that is not right we can do something but as i said we have to be very very patient we have to give a lot of effort a lot of time behind that person if you are very very serious about this mission so now i would like to take you back to one of my earlier training videos on types of employees that i covered in my first time managers a complete guide series if you have not uh, seen that particular series then i would request you to consider watching that you will get a 360 degree management training there and that too free of cost just go to my channel page uh, go to my playlist to find that so let's come back here so now in this particular slide i'm showing you the four types that i explained uh, in my earlier video employee types were shown in terms of their behavior and performance now this y axis uh, being the behavior and xy and x axis is showing the performance indicator now let's focus on the y axis as you can see the bottom part is showing two types of employees whose behavior you would always want to correct one is called laggards which means he or she demonstrates poor behavior as well as poor, poor performance and the other is called sweet poison since this person is a great performer so that's the sweet part but this person has such horrible behavior or attitude which might or might not be displayed publicly in front of you but the team will experience that every day which makes him or her very toxic so very precisely you will struggle with these people in terms of their behavior we will also have to be very specific and be be very precise when it comes to strategies for these two individual groups so we will discuss that in a moment this particular let us lead poster which i created months back is based on my own intellect and experience 
no this is not a quote from any famous person uh this is what i wrote down in a very few words after thinking and thinking for months and which needs a lot of words of course to explain and deep dive into let me explain this a bit and let me try to be as precise and short as i can to make you understand now we all know that in organizations we have training set up maybe for newcomers or seniors to make them job ready right some of these trainings are aimed at teaching skills and some of these are aimed at improving someone's attitude and mindset typically what we call as behavioral training a training whether it is a skill focused or behavior focused can last for a few hours to some days and it is a great place to use your uh, neocortex or maybe the left side of the brain to understand things analyze things and all the cognitive stuff now a skill training gets over and employees get back to the work and not only get to apply what they have learned but also they are made to apply what they learned in that training by their managers because that's why the managers send them for the skill training and if they fail they are sent for retraining but the same thing does not happen with behavioral trainings even if you understand from the training that you need to let's say um demonstrate uh, composure during escalations or let's say treat customers with utmost respect or maybe instill a growth mindset or display gratitude but it is not easy to implement all of these and the concerning part is in this particular case in this behavioral training case the tracking is not so aggressive from the employee or from their managers on whether the employee needs retraining and even if someone's tracks it and uh, you know retraining happens it does not seem to be uh, working it does not you know seem to bring in a lot of change in behavior now the big question is why why does it happen think about it what i told about influences of behavior it is not enough that you go in a training which talks about empathy where you are an a uh, completely apathetic person will or can a training change you to empathetic within a few hours or a few days we don't need to look at any stats or data we all know that apart from few rare cases no training of few hours or days can make a person behave in a completely different way but wait a minute we also know that when an apathetic person gets the same treatment from another uh, maybe a stronger or more apathetic person in the same team or from some other team he realizes his mistake and a lot of people try to change after that you tell 100 people the benefits of meditation and uh, maybe attempt to do a small exercise in the short cramped up training uh, and you make uh, all the participants meditate for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour but the training ends and nothing changes all those 100 people will have great things to say about the training or the trainer but in how many people you are able to build patience via meditation post training none no tracking but if i tell you that i will conduct one whole year or two years of transformative classes to build patience um or to or to change someone's behavior the ceos and the leaders will freak out and think i am stupid uh, to propose something like that because that will cost them a lot of money lot of time lot of productive hours unless you practice meditation consistently for a year or two will you realize its benefits and if you don't realize the benefits why will you change 
Why will you continue to do it? Change in a person does not come with only understanding of a subject or a matter. It comes with realization. And realization will only come over time either with incidents that moves you personally or touches you or affects you personally or with constant practice. Now that we have understood one way to bring a change, let us see how to deal with laggards. Let us be very specific. Let us see what can we do with laggards, right? Now, since laggards are typically poor in performance as well as uh, in behavior or attitude, so try your level best to filter them out during the hiring phase since they can be identified a bit easily if you have a good hiring team though. However, if they still manage to get through, then please pay some attention at these points that we are going to discuss now. Number one, as I said, be very patient. State clearly behavior expectations in your team. Tell them specifically with examples what aspect of their behavior needs correction and take a buy-in from them. The important word here is to note is being specific, very precise. This is like instead of saying, I want you to be responsible, tell them that when one of your team members asked you for help during a crisis or an escalation situation, you just refused, showing them some other commitments. You neither guided who can help them, nor you prioritize crisis versus normal work. You should prioritize and if you cannot help at that very uh, moment, then you can always help him to find another guy or at least ask me for help. This is what I mean being responsible. You see, it's very specific feedback that you're trying to provide. Needs a lot of counseling, coaching and feedback sessions since they're laggards. They'll be very, very, very slow to improve, whether it's performance or behavior. Give them more responsible tasks outside their job description, like chairing a team meeting or making a roster or keeping track of um, unpunctual employees. Now, this is what I called a realization exercise. Only by doing this task themselves, they will know and realize what they did not know before. The Alcoholic Anonymous group who tries to solve a drinking problem in men and women always states that their last step for an alcoholic to do in order to leave alcohol is to help another person leave alcohol. It is the same drill basically here. A realization exercise which will automatically trigger responsibility within you. You will find yourself now in a more responsible role where you need to help others and a lot of times these exercises can become a life-changing exercise for you. So try it and let me know. During their one-on-one, -on -one, try to know what is their interest and what they value in life and see if you have any suitable position for him or her within your organization. All right. So now let's focus on the sweet poison. Now the sweet poison, they're very dangerous. They're single-handedly capable of destroying your team's morale and culture. Unlike laggards, they cannot be detected so easily during interviews since they will be at their best behavior during interviews or in front of managers. So please follow the points. Hope it helps you. But let me tell you that the chances are very, very less that you will be able to change their attitude in short time. So let's get on with this. Number one, 
they have poor attitudes however they're highly skilled you know good to great performance so that's one of their attributes they can take your peace of mind away uh, by destroying your team's culture and morale that's what i spoke about what you need to do is some counseling but it, it needs to be spoken immediately after an incident and feedback needs to be very very specific once again the keyword is being specific here and another thing to note is immediate feedback so being specific and the feedback needs to be immediate these are the two keywords now these are the two keywords so that you remember the micro details as they will be great at confusing you and sometimes not agreeing to feedback unless you are specific and you can prove it to them that it actually happened if you delay then you will forget the finer details and the minute details of an incident and they are great at taking advantage of your memory while giving feedback do not attack the person attack their behavior only since they can be very very defensive a peer review can be a great realization exercise to show them a mirror of what most of the people think about him or her right so they might come at you saying um, you are wrong and you know you have a different perspective or you have a negative perspective about them they are trying to do all the right things but when you do a peer review and when the entire team speaks about uh, the negative aspects of this uh, person then it, it kind of helps the person to see the mirror right so it can be a great realization exercise that uh, to, to make this person understand that she or he is on the wrong side document each and every feedback for follow-ups and future use if all approaches fail then we need to start working on creating a backup and when backup is ready immediately use performance improvement plan or warning letters followed by separation as your last option i hope you have learned something once again today and will share this with more and more people more and more management and leadership communities and i hope you will try out some of the things that uh, we discussed here let me know how it goes share your experience i will try my level best to offer you suggestions and help you out based on any new situation that uh, you might encounter and maybe in that course i will get to learn something new till next time take care of yourself and your family members goodbye see you guys soon